From CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today we look at executive function and whether skills like working memory and inhibitory control play a role in reading comprehension during and after elementary school. If teachers or parents read them story and then ask them to interpret what the story had just read to them, it's highly, highly correlated with inhibitory control and the cognitive flexibility. So only first two years, you already can see that's a major player. We welcome Temple University's Isabel Chang, who recently led a study of more than 18,000 students to understand the relationship between executive function and reading comprehension. Chang joined CPRI Knowledge Hub Managing Editor Keith Hummiller to discuss her findings and some important takeaways for teachers, parents, policymakers, and fellow researchers. There are actually a lot of things we can do. First is really just educate our kids. You really need to pay attention. You cannot just have play and have listen to my instruction. It sounds like very natural, but really we need to enforce. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Umeller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Isabel Chang, Assistant Professor of Psychology with the College of Liberal Arts at Temple University. Thanks so much for joining us, Isabel. Thank you. Today we're going to be discussing your new study. It was just published in the Journal of Early Childhood Research titled Influences of Executive Function, Language Comprehension, and Fluency on Reading Comprehension. The study involved roughly 18,000 kindergarten students, and it set out to examine whether children's executive function, those things like goal selection, self-regulation, and mental flexibility, can be predictive of future performance in reading comprehension. To start, could you give us a little bit of context? Uh, What is executive function, and what led you to think it might be linked to reading comprehension? Sure. I'm going to use the U.S. Department of Education's definition, which is actually also commonly used by all the researchers. Executive function usually will be defined by using four variables. The first one is called cognitive flexibility, because I'm very interested in language. So I'm going to use language as an example. Cognitive flexibility basically will be like in our daily language, say, are you talking about W-E-A-K or W-E-E-K, or a homophone. So our head, after I heard, you know, weak. So I will have to make my judgment. So this person is telling me W-E-E-K or W-E-A-K. The second one is called inhibitory control. Now, this one is, I think, is extremely important too because my college students still constantly will tell me it's basically more like overthinking than we have to counteract. All right, so whatever the irrelevant stimuli, just don't pay attention to them. So that's the second element. The third one is called attentional focus. This one, I think, is basic. So we need to pay attention so that we can get whatever the input, the stimuli. The fourth element is working memory. So if I put in, then why I think these elements are so important to uh, reading comprehension? So the path I put together is like this. 
So we have to pay attention. Children, adults too, pay attention. And then when we pay attention, we also have to filter, kind of filter out whatever not relevant. So inhibitory control is also very important during this stage. And then we move to that. Yeah, you know, I pay attention so that I can catch what you just told me. Now hold that information briefly, that working memory, and then we go through the thinking. All right, so I have to make the judgment. This should be a weak W E A K or W E E K, and then so whatever not related, just don't pay attention. So that's inhibitory control. I believe when children, adults too. When we have very strong cognitive flexibility and inhibitory control skills, we're going to have good reasoning skills, which is essential to、uh, reading and also math comprehension. So, as you note in your article, reading comprehension is an essential component of success, not only during school but later in life as well. But in 2017, fewer than 40 percent of U.S. fourth and eighth graders. We're performing at or above a proficient level. Was it those kinds of stats that drew you to this line of research, or were there other more specific questions that you were hoping to answer? Yeah, it's very important. Those numbers it sounds really scary. So I, I was thinking, okay, then what can I do? All right, I'm going to show you know the, the, the readers. Okay, this, these are the findings, and then maybe we can do something. So, Isabel, you uncovered some intriguing findings in your research, including、um, that the effects of executive function can be traced from kindergarten through both first and second grade. So, could you just walk us through what you learned? If you have the chance to read the、uh, article, Table One, you're going to see from kindergarten to actually only first grade. First grade. For those first graders, if teachers or parents read them story and then ask them to interpret what the story had just read to them, it's highly, highly correlated with inhibitory control and the cognitive flexibility. So, only first two years, you already can see that's a major player. U.S. Department of Education just released up to fifth grade data. So I'm going to test again of my study. I really think these two factors are major players. I think the effect of executive function on students' reading math is going to become even more pronounced, more important, which means as they move to higher grades. That's my prediction. But right now, I can only test to fifth grade, and I'm still working on that. But what I can tell you is, fifth grade, the difference probably bigger than kindergarten, first grade, lower grade. But my prediction is, by the time eighth grade, these effect is going to be even stronger. First and second already have a very strong effect, although you still look like working memory is the strongest direct effect. But I believe cognitive flexibility and the inhibitory control; these two variables, I believe, is more like serving more like a mediator. Attention and the working memory is more like direct effect. That's why、uh, the correlation is pretty high, especially working memory is very high. Direct effect; it doesn't look like、um, cognitive flexibility and then inhibitory control that strong. But I think the serve mediator. 
or moderator can be both. And my study did show that's the case. It's like a working memory depends on. Let me use this kind of language, probably a little bit easier to understand. Working memory needs cognitive flexibility. Working memory needs inhibitory control. Working together to affect students' reading comprehension. The third variable effect that's basically more like they are a player, okay, but you don't see that strong of a direct effect. But they're going to work together with working memory, work together with attention to affect students' reading comprehension, and. Even up to, only up to second grade, I already can see that's the case. So I'd like to ask what you think the implications of your research are.、Um, what do you think policymakers, practitioners, or even parents might be able to take away from your work? There are actually a lot of things we can do. First is really just educate our kids. You really need to pay attention. All right, you c- cannot just. Have play and have listen to listening to my instruction. Let's pay attention. It's kind of like sounds like very natural, but really we need to enforce. Okay, pay attention so that you can catch what coming to your way. So it's a, a stimuli. You you can catch the stimuli. So like I said, the, the the path is so that I can remember and I can do some analysis. Pretty so sure it should be this one, not this one. That's cognitive flexibility. We don't want to hit the wall. And then for anything that not relevant, forget it. Okay, don't overthink those irrelevant stimuli. So I think those are very important to help kids to concentrate and then to follow the storyline or to listen to the teacher. And then apparently. It did make difference. Even first grade already showed that's a major factor. And then I also like this. Even in my college classroom, I call it bite-sized learning check. Teachers, you know, right after same as、uh, parents, right after what you just tell the kids, you can have the learning check right away. So the other thing parents can do is take their kids outside instead of just lock inside and play the electronic device. So these are what I was thinking to increase our students' reading skills. Pay attention, go through thinking, which is that cognitive flexibility and inhibitory control, and then、uh, I hope that will increase their reading and the math skills. The parents has another huge job to do is make sure their children go to school because attendance is a major player. Kids need to go to school, need to pay attention, and then、uh, go through thinking. That those cognitive flexibility and the inhibitory control basically just about analytical skills, and then they have good reasoning skills. And I think both reading and math、uh, scores can increase. What my interpretation of inter- attendance, why attendance is so important, is I think once the child can follow daily routines. They can follow the order, and they become more prepared, and then eventually probably become even more conscientious. That's why they can do well. Attendance is not just sitting in the classroom. I think they become prepared. I I, I need to pack pack my homework, not only my homework, completed homework. All right, I need to have my pencil. My, so that's why I think attendance is such a big player, major player. 
What about policymakers? All right. My study also shows this is a college level material, content material, which means like a textbook. Textbooks are very important. Students do need textbooks. Very often we hear inner city kids that don't even have textbooks. So I was thinking of、uh, maybe、uh, through U.S. Department of Education, through philanthropist, you know, donation, and、uh, let's use OER, open. There is actually a pretty good one. My students don't buy textbooks. I always use OER now. Then the next problem is, is not every kid had computer, right? So that's why donation is probably really important to try to help every kid had a computer. Oh, you can also print OER, but then raise another question: Is we need the paper? We need the printer too. So the whole kind of like the whole society, we need to work together. A lot of things actually we can do, we can achieve, and to increase our students' performance. But everybody will have to work together: parents, teachers, the practitioners. Those are teachers, policymakers. So I get my last question. You've already、uh, discussed this a little bit, but do you think there are opportunities here for for future research, either for you or for others who are working in this area? Yes, I really think so. Especially if we have longitudinal study, I really want to look into、uh, the time series growth curve. These skills, I call skills. I, I think there are skills, EF skills. I think is going to have even stronger effect going to a higher grade. Right now, I attest to fifth grade. Yes, it is increase. These variables affect students' reading comprehension, getting stronger. The other very important, also getting stronger, is that it's called approaches to learning. I did not use that one, all right, because when I tested, it did not fit that well. So I did not use that one. That one, if I use regular、uh, growth curve, it's a very good variable to look into students' performance, and also the effect is actually getting stronger, which means like positive influence. And getting more pronounced, stronger as the kids moved to a higher grade. Great. Well, this is just incredible work, Isabel. And again, I want to encourage all of our listeners to read the full article. It's titled "Influences of Executive Function, Language Comprehension, and Fluency on Reading Comprehension," and it's just been published in the Journal of Early Childhood Research. Elizabeth Chang, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this week's research minutes, presented by the CPRE Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast, or to subscribe to the series, visit us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode, or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at CPRE Hub. That's C P R E Hub.